Sports Talk Chicago. Never John's Glue. Great to be back here with all of you across all of our great TV and radio affiliates. John Meadows directing and producing here with me today. All of us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Big shout out to 98.3 The Live, WKAN, 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, Gen TV, WJOB, Cities 92.9 Talk FM, and our brand new affiliate, 101.1 Peoria Sports Radio. We are now in Peoria every single week, Saturday morning, 6 to 7 a.m., we're so excited to be here. We are so excited to be on a new affiliate, a new station. If you're watching on TV or on YouTube, we got their logo at the top of our screen. They're going to stay there. And we're looking forward to advancing our partnership with them. Scott and Mike down there, they've been great. And uh, we're so excited to be a part of the Peoria market. We, we gave them a shout out in the opening segment of the program. If you want to go back and listen to it, maybe you missed it, you can podcast it. Go to sportstalkchicago.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms, and you can listen to the whole show, listen to segments, do whatever you'd like to do. Uh, But we're super excited to be in the Peoria market moving forward. We're looking forward to this long-lasting partnership with some great partners down there. So Kevin Warren came out publicly and defended Justin Fields. What a surprise. Here's what Adam Schefter had to say, and this kind of corresponds to what Warren had said a couple of days ago in an exclusive interview on WGN. So Adam Schefter came out, this was the day of the Super Bowl. Schefter came out and said publicly that there have been conversations inside Hallis Hall about drafting Caleb Williams and keeping Justin Fields. Now, Albert Breer of the MMQB said this about what Schefter said. Quote, the idea of keeping Justin Fields in Chicago, even if the Bears drafted a quarterback with the first pick, is an intriguing idea that the team has discussed. So it has been discussed. We discussed it, too, on this program. It's doable, too, because Fields is only due $3.2 million in cash for 2024. That said, most teams try to avoid any sort of awkwardness in the quarterback room if they're drafting a young one. And while Fields is a really good person, it would naturally be weird for a number one overall pick to have a player the team traded up to tank at 11 sitting next to him. Breer said, quote, So my guess would be, again, Fields gets traded. Then, he added this in parentheses, kind of a P.S. at the end of a letter, quote, It behooves the Bears to have potential suitors for Fields thinking they'd actually consider keeping him. Interesting. Very interesting. I will say this. When I first heard Schefter say that, I almost freaked out, almost had a heart attack. But you know how Schefter is, right? He always gets things wrong. So I was concerned about it, though. Hearing this from Breer brings some context and some truth, I think, to the conversation. Leaking that rumor to Adam Schefter, though, on the Bears' part, was genius. That wasn't Kevin Warren who did that. That was Ryan Poles, because Kevin Warren's Justin Fields' biggest fan. So naturally, he wouldn't put that out there. But Ryan Poles probably leaked that, or somebody inside the Bears' front office leaked that to Schefter, who then reported it on national TV during the day of the Super Bowl. That's interesting. And then obviously, Breer said it's probably a smokescreen to get people interested. Let me put this in a way that's going to be easy to understand for everybody, including myself, because sometimes I really understand things better when I talk them out, talk them out loud. So you're going to get the inner workings of my mind here. It would probably be best for the Bears to put out that rumor because what team, truly speaking, 
is going to want to trade anything, let alone a second or first round pick for a 10 or 29 quarterback who's never thrown for 3,000 yards. The fact that there are suitors for Justin Fields, I mean, if I were the Bears, I'd be like, take him, here, go, take him. <laughs> first round pick, second round pick, here, you got him. The fact that there are suitors, and there are, right? Atlanta has been linked to, the, to Fields, Pittsburgh Steelers, which we're going to talk about later in this program. There are people who want Justin Fields. So if I were the Bears, don't screw this up. Just do it. Do it the right way. I don't mind them leaking this rumor to the media. I think it's childish, but if they want to do it, so be it. Fine. At the end of the day, do the right thing and trade Justin Fields. And trade him to somebody where you can execute in the sense that you can get a lot back in return for somebody who's 10 and 29 and who hasn't thrown for 3,000 yards. That would be great. I said this on the program last week because Chapter came out with a report saying that there may be a number one pick or a first-round pick traded for Fields. In my opinion, Fields is like a rookie quarterback. I mean, he is one of the best quarterbacks of this quote-unquote draft class. So for teams like Atlanta, maybe Pittsburgh, other teams in the mix who need a quarterback, they're going to look at the draft. Washington, another. They're going to see Caleb Williams and Drake May and J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr. They're going to be like, all right, you know, after really after Williams, there is a drop in terms of talent. Although I think Drake May could be something, too. But these teams are not going to be able or are not going to be confident enough in taking somebody like Michael Penix or even J.J. McCarthy when Justin Fields is there. Add Justin Fields. Pretend Justin Fields is a rookie in this class. And if he was, I think him and Caleb Williams would be neck and neck, truly. Here's the difference. Justin Fields could start for you right away and has NFL experience. He hasn't had good NFL experience, but he has experience at this level, and he's shown I don't know, mild success. There have been times in which we thought, all right, he could be the guy, like last year, not this year, not this past season, but in 2022, we did see glimpses. We saw some good things. So if I were the Bears, that's how I would advertise Justin Fields. If I'm trying to trade him and get back a maximum return, get a haul back, I would say, look, team that's quarterback needy, like the Steelers or Washington or Atlanta, go to Atlanta. Let's pick Atlanta since Ryan Pace is there too. He drafted Fields and traded up for him. Hey, Ryan, I know I know Justin Fields is your guy. I know you guys don't have a quarterback because Desmond Ritter sucks. And Taylor Heineke is even worse. Take Justin Fields because you don't have the luxury of being up there to get a legitimate quarterback. You're not going to get Caleb Williams. And then from there, there is a drop-off. Instead of drafting somebody with no experience who could be a total bust, take Justin Fields, who at least has some NFL experience. Do that, and you're going to be okay. That's how you have to advertise Fields. Some of these teams are quarterback needy. And force their hand. These guys are needy for a reason, especially people like the Falcons, the Steelers now too. For those teams, if they could just get passable quarterback play, they would have made the playoffs this year, both teams. Atlanta's defense was okay. They should have been a playoff team if they didn't have a quarterback issue and a bad head coach. And for Pittsburgh, they made the playoffs, but look who they had at the end of the year. Mason Rudolph, then at one point it was Kenny Pickett. Ouch, that's horrible. They need a legitimate quarterback. They need somebody to come in there and actually know how to play the position. And Justin Fields, to his credit, is passable. He's not elite. 
He's not a superstar. He's not even above average. He is probably 25th or 24th best in the league. But he's passable, and he's better than what you had before. And frankly, he'll be better than somebody who's not named Caleb Williams and is a rookie. It's true. He'll be better than somebody not named Caleb Williams and is a rookie, so Drake May even. He'll be better year one as Drake May learns the NFL. Fields has three years of experience. So this is how the Bears have to approach this. So if they want to come out and say that maybe we're going to keep both of them, well, I hope that's not true. I mean, we've seen the Nick Bowles and Mitch Trubisky thing not work. We even saw Andy Dalton and Justin Fields not really work. I'm not sold on that philosophy because it would only work if we're talking about fair competition. As, as we know about the Bears, there is no such thing as fair competition. There's, I'm scared about the fans. I'm scared about the media. I'm scared about what George McCaskey's going to say. So we got to make a change now versus, all right, let's do it by merit. If the Bears did a QB competition based on merit in training camp and they had Fields and Williams and if Williams won, he should start, right? But I haven't, I just have the feeling that I have about the Bears, they're probably going to start Fields first. So let's not even go down that road. They could trade Fields. They could market him as a first-round quarterback, as a guy who would go in the first round this year, who has NFL experience, who make makes him more valuable than anybody else on the board besides Caleb Williams. At that point, trade him. Trade him. Get a first-round pick, even a second-round pick for Justin Fields. That's a steal. And then from there, that's out of the way. You draft Caleb Williams. You bring in another pick. You already have another first-round pick coming up after Williams. You draft to build around Williams. And then with Williams, you get a five-year deal, rookie contract, somebody who has a ton of upside and generational talent that you can mold. You have an opportunity to make things happen. That's the way you got to do it. That's what the Bears should be doing here. I think that's the best approach. So as Albert Breer said, quote, the idea of keeping Justin Fields in Chicago, even if the Bears drafted a quarterback with the first pick, is an intriguing idea that the team has discussed. He confirmed Adam Schefter's report. It's doable, too, because Fields is only due $3.2 million in cash for 2024. That said, most teams try to avoid any sort of awkwardness in the quarterback room if they're drafting a young one. My guess would be, again, quote, Fields gets traded. Breer went on to say, it behooves the Bears to have potential suitors for Fields think they'd actually consider keeping him. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. This report isn't as bad as I thought it would be. When I first saw it come out and I heard Adam Schefter say that and made the rounds on Twitter and Facebook, I freaked out. But there's a reason why this was leaked, there's a reason why this was reported. As of right now, I'm okay with it. The Bears have to generate interest, even if interest isn't there, although I think it is. But even if it isn't there, hyping up fake interest to generate eventually real interest is how they have to do it. That's how they have to do this. Because what they're doing is they're not selling Something easy. This is not a for sure easy sell. You're trying to sell teams on a losing quarterback who who can't even throw for 3,000 yards in a year. It's not an easy sell. But if you focus on the good things, this is PR 101, people. You focus on the good things, you negate, ignore the bad, and then you generate false hype, you could get rid of him and force people to pay top price for him. That's PR 101. 
And the Bears are already doing that. They're they're running their stories through the spin cycle to get people out here saying what Breer and Schefter have said. I just hope it works. What I really hope is that they don't do all of this and then just keep fields and trade the pick. <laughs> that would be horrible. And that's where I'm even confused, right? Because we hear Kevin Warren say all these good things about Justin Fields. Then we hear this report. Then we hear a different report. Is Kevin Warren putting up a smoke screen or does he really mean it? He sounded genuine. He looked genuine, which is scary coming from a football guy. Just saying. So we'll see how the Bears approach this whole situation. But with the Super Bowl over, the draft is coming up. I mean, the draft's coming up at the end of April. We're here in February, mid-February. So we're about a month and a half, two months away, and it's going to be happening. I really want to see how this plays out for Chicago. We're going to be covering it, of course, but I'm curious to see the reports that come out and how long it takes for something to materialize. I'm expecting a commitment from polls the day before or the day of the draft. I don't think until then we publicly are going to know what the Bears will do. I think he's going to drag this out all the way till the draft in terms of what he will do, which is fine. But I hope they follow the correct method about fields. Generate the false hype. Get a desperate team to overpay and then trade him and let it go. Don't cater to public opinion. Don't worry about things that people are going to say. Do what's best for the organization. Do what's best for your future as a team and you individually, Brian Pulse. Do what's best for your future. And really, when you sit here and break down both sides of the argument, it's pretty clear what the best decision is going to be. Do you keep somebody who's 10 and 29, who has had little to no success in the NFL, or do you draft the generational talent, fresh face, fresh, clean slate, and an opportunity to mold this quarterback yourself and then use the rest of the picks that you have and the cap space that you have to build around him? And the quarterback clock resets, and you don't have to pay him tons of money for five years. If you keep Justin Fields, after this season, you are going to owe him big time. Look what happened to Daniel Jones in New York. One good year in which he had 15 touchdowns and five picks, which to me, that's not even a good year. That's that's below average. And they paid him $40 million per year for that. You could argue the Giants could get out of the contract after this year, and yes, they can, but even paying him $80 million for two years for that one-year performance, that's still a waste of money. And at the end of the day, you're delaying the inevitable. Now they don't have a quarterback, and they still owe him money. He's going to be the starter this year. They're probably going to suck, and they're going to be stuck the year after with no more Daniel Jones and no contract, which is nice, but then who's their quarterback going to be? They have to draft, and here we go again. The Bears cannot do that. We've seen enough. So if I were the Bears here, which they see, it seems like they're doing the right thing, seems like they are, generate the false hype, wait till the day before or the day of the draft, and trade Justin Fields. Find a team that is so desperate for a quarterback that they can't stand waiting and have them give up a first or second round pick. Goodbye, Justin Fields. I will say this, too. Back in the day, 
What do you think the Raiders would have gotten for trading Jamarcus Russell? Nothing. What do you think the Chargers would have gotten for trading Ryan Leaf? Nothing. The Bears are putting out to the market a 10-29 and quarterback who's never thrown for 3,000 yards. And we're talking about a first or second round pick in return. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, all of that that you're going to get back for somebody who is, for all intents and purposes, an unsuccessful, failed quarterback in the game. I'm not going to say he's a bust. Not yet, at least. But a failed quarterback in Chicago. That's what you're going to get. Imagine if the Bears try to trade Rex Grossman. Right? What would they have gotten in return? Probably nothing. Maybe if they were lucky, a seventh-round pick at the time. They're trading somebody who has been wildly unsuccessful. And we're talking about first- or second-round picks. Take advantage of this weird and inflated market. It's like inflation in real life. It is really with quarterbacks here in the NFL because there aren't many to go around, and there aren't many who are young and controllable to go around specifically. Really, there aren't. Justin Fields is a hot commodity here on the trade market because if you can't find somebody in the draft, and there are very limited options in this year's draft, especially if you don't have the top pick like the Bears, what are you going to do? Especially if you're an organization like Pittsburgh or Atlanta that has the roster to win today but just doesn't have the quarterback, you're not going to want to go after some veteran for a one- or two-year deal. You want somebody to be there for the long haul who could fit in and win you football games. Your roster's young. Part of it's controllable. You want somebody to come in and stay there for minimum five years and win. You could get that with Justin Fields, potentially, or not. I don't care. Just do the right thing if you're Chicago. (laughs) Rip up another team if you have to. I don't care. Just do it. If that's what you have to do, if, if if you have to give a sob story to sell Justin Fields, then you do it. The point is... It makes sense to trade him. So if I were Chicago, I would look into doing it. Last segment coming up here on Sports Talk Chicago. Don't go anywhere.